the morning sickness relapse with uh, intern Jeremy. That's right, ghouls. Welcome in to the Morning Sickness Relapse, the behind-the-scenes look into the world of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I am your host, intern Jeremy. This week on the show, uh, we talked about the bet is on. The big butt plug bet from the Super Bowl has been agreed upon, and uh, Johnny lost, so uh, he is preparing for that. We talked about Pork Populous, the big uh, pimple popper MD party that we had over there at Pork Populous. I have some live audio from that. And then uh, John talks about more of the ideas that he's been trying to give uh, Brady for uh, Porkopolis and to make it more successful. And then a guy calls in and complains about John and the Liam Neeson story. What's going on, Johnny? Hi, Big Jeremy. Week. Big week on the show. We Brady agreed uh, last Friday yeah. to the bet. The bet is on. So, And I'll be wearing a butt plug. Have you picked out of the uh, the box of yeah, in the Yeah, I have, office, and I'm going to pick the one and sync it to my phone. The Bluetooth one? Yeah, because I want to vibrate loudly at quiet moments during Joel Osteen to make Brady more uncomfortable. Oh, man. So I'll be fine. This I'll be was just his, fine. At, I mean, it was a lose-lose for him, but this was his worst nightmare, right? Yeah, that I would embrace the butt plug yeah. and then live a lifestyle. with. I mean, all I have to do is have the phone and the little gauge, and all I want him to do is in the middle of like, everybody bow your heads and pray, and then Brady has to hear him. And you're over there. And I'll just sit there going, that's nice. Yeah. That's, God bless you. <laughs> it's good. There is a Jesus. No, well, there might be. And he's in me. Jesus <laughs> oh, is in me. Boy. This is, it's going to be, what is a little over a month until Osteen? March 15th. We got to get on the tickets. I got to okay. figure that out. But we'll yeah. get that together. Oh, man. Now, I can't is, wait. This is going to be a, a it's the best, the best bet I've ever lost. Yeah. By far. Because it was a win-win. Well, I still have to have some shoved in my ass. But you know what? Well, you took a couple of those home the other day. You've been practicing? Not yet. No, I, I, I haven't had the day? courage. I haven't had the courage. I gave him away his gifts to family. That's and nice. then, yeah, my, it was like, you know, it was a, my aunt's birthday. So I'm like, I fired one off. A bougie one off to her. She's done well. Oh, God. It's crystal. But are you going to just wait till the day? Are you gonna I, I haven't decided yet, Jeremy. This is weird. I don't like talking about this with you. <laughs> Quit. It's almost like you're too curious. I'll let I'm, you know. I'm very curious. Yeah, I'll let you know. If I'm wearing one. You'll be the first person I call. How's all that? Deal? Right. All right. <laughs> and I'll take a little picture of the circle that's keeping it from going all the way. Uh-oh. You know it's got a stopper. You've seen them, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. You got to have a stopper. You get that thing stuck up It'll in go there. all the way in. I talked to a doctor yesterday at the Pork Populous, and uh, a lady was complaining of stomach pains, and she had shoved something inside of her, and the only way to get it out was to push on her stomach and have the like basically a plunger, and they were trying to suck it out of there. And he's like, and we got it out. They didn't just cut her open? No. They were like, they tried to avoid that. So like, I think we can get it out. I think it's still in the track where we can push it out. So he pushed on her stomach real hard. And the suction thing, and the, they were like plunging it out of her, and it started to move the other way. Did they put her out, or was she... I don't know. I didn't ask him that. Asked I was that. busy jerking off while he told me, so I... <laughs> It was hard for me to hear the whole story. Well, there's that medical talks video where they took out a, oh, they yeah. had to cut it out of the guy's colon, and it was this, the doctor picked it up and put it next to his forearm, and yeah. it was the same size. Well, that one got too far, though. Yeah, that, that one started large intestine an, spin. Yeah. It started to do some turns. Ooh. You can't push that back because it starts smashing it into his back. Yeah, this one still had up north-south kind of, you know, the attitude. So... Once it starts turning into the intestine, you're done. And then he, they, they just took a plunger on one end and push uh, on the other. Oh, God. <laughs> don't do it at home. I did don't have the doctor it. say that. Don't talk about that because he said people will think there's something stuck in there. They can plunge it out, and you can't. It's a very specific doctor butthole plunger. It's probably not. Only there. It's you just, don't have one went, at the house. They, I they guarantee went down to Home Depot. I guarantee you can't. Yeah, you can't go down to Lowe's and go, where are the butthole plungers? <laughs> 
Huh? I think this one will work just fine. You have to go to a hospital for that. And then last night was the big pork populace. That was great. That it looked like it was very successful. Oh, the Brady's. Look, I'm a marketing genius, Jeremy. You know this at this point. When I tell you that people will show up for meals and disgusting videos. That's what America is. That's why you and I do it. The medical talks thing we follow. Look at how many likes are on each one of those disgusting things. There's a hole in the market for people who can watch gross stuff being served meals. Yeah. And Brady filled it at Pork Poplis, and it's great. And it was packed full, and beautiful people were there. Was I wrong? No, you weren't wrong. There were beauty contestants in pageants that are for weightlifters and, and, uh, you know, like strength and conditioning ladies. There were, I believe, prostitutes. But I'm not sure. I can't confirm it. But I did hear a conversation where I think someone was being auctioned off. Oh, boy. Beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of good-looking folks there. Yeah. And my theory is ugly people pop zits all the time growing up. Beautiful people find it to be this weird, like, other world. Oh, they're not used to it. So, so they, they see they them like, can it. this happen to people? And all us ugly people are like, yes. You've never had a seed hit a mirror? Brady seems stressed. Though. Oh well, they didn't have enough staff. It was a little, a little understood. I don't think he. Like, I don't think he understood the powers that this show and uh, promoting this idea was. Yeah, like, he it, thought it was going to be a bust, and then he was going to come in here today. Like, I told you. Well, he thought it would be an average Thursday at Porkopolis. Yeah. It oh, was. he was mistaken. They got blasted. Yeah. Well, it got to the point to where me and Ian were taking food out of the kitchen out to people's tables. Yeah. Well, they needed anybody. They had all hands on deck. <laughs> they had two waitresses. I'm like, what were you thinking? No. Didn't think. I didn't think anybody was going to be here this early. Like they're here for. We told them six o'clock. It's six thirty. It's yeah. packed. Yeah. We're out of menus. You can have as many menus as you do chairs. No, that's a dumb business decision. Yeah, I mean, I've never ran a restaurant before. No, so I'm not an expert. But I would think you would want as many menus. Chairs as should chairs. be at the very least equal to menus. Yeah. I would say and have, have a, a few more menus just in case, just in case people who want to wait walk for a chair or they walk there. away and not at any his theory is not at any given time you know somebody's going to be eating somebody's going to be ordering so you don't need every chair to have a menu because not everybody's going to have a menu at the same time but I say uh, uh, bunko because yeah. last night that's exactly what happened usually there's only four people in here yeah we just that's reserved why I have it. four menus get ten people and only twelve menus just in case two people walk in for to goes. <laughs> Yeah, the fun part was when people were coming and not didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, that was... I liked what... There were only like three or four of them. So, by my count, had we not had it packed up, uh, Brady had five tables Thursday. Yeah. There was a table back towards the back, and they all purposely had their back towards... Oh, towards the TVs because yeah. they were, but I would keep. They were sneaking. A little I talked to a couple like, of them. Hey. And they're like, "Well, I'm here for it." But these people, and they brought a bunch of people that were just there for the dinner. Mm-hmm. Now, my next idea of the colored restrooms has to happen. Because it's such a novelty to paint your restroom in, in rainbows, just splatter it all over the place, and have colored restrooms on the door, and people will be like, "Who the f- what the is going on here?" And then they open up and like, "Oh, I get it. It's a great joke." So we just need to get in there and do it without telling Brady. No, no, you can't do that because then he could sue us when he gets in trouble for the colored restroom thing. We'll just have Teetering. Ian do it. They, they can't get Ian. He's, he's the rainbow flag and stuff. He can't get True. Ian for that. Okay. Just keep a gay it's in the PC. bathroom at all times. Yeah, I'm sure the Republicans and Gilbert will love that. Ian, your show's taped anyways. I'm a you gay guy. By, you could be there by lunch. I have to stand in the bathroom and watch you to make the joke okay. Like, oh, um, Ian's the bathroom attendant. Yeah. You walk in there, you're like, oh, dude, I don't think I need to go. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> but if Ian keeps it up over KDKB, that'll be the only job he can get. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
And then um, the big Liam Neeson controversy. We've been having fun with that. You had a guy call in and complain that... uh, He complained that I wasn't mean enough. That I was too, that was too joyous a joyous overture I think was the phrase used you 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 have joyous overtures towards the Liam Neeson thing well I don't want that I want you to be mean he was trying to convince me that I wasn't mean enough so I need to be more insulting and more uh, evil and not funny about the Liam Neeson situation I'm like I don't even know how because this to show's not that. it's not funny well, it's I don't know how a funny. complaint like that comes and then he's like I'll call back in a week and we'll see how you did and I'm like I don't have a clue. <laughs> How to fucking do this? I don't know what you're asking me to do. You have a consultant. I do, but he's basically saying, "Don't be funny about yeah. it. Don't do the impression. Just hate Liam Neeson loudly and a lot." So and you like, just need it needs to be. He wants you to be in just a new show, an activist. The headline towards hating Liam Neeson, and I don't. Do you it's remember weird. the first complaint that you ever got? Uh, well, the first complaint I got was a lawsuit. Ooh. The very first thing I ever did on the radio was uh, Sean Connery's... Well, this is the first thing I... Well, no, that's not true. First thing I did as a, as a full-time morning guy. But prior to that, my friend and I were on the air in the middle of the night. We did a show called Wigwam Joe's Overnight TP. I don't think you could call a show that today. I don't think so. But Wigwam Joe's <laughs> Overnight TP was me and my friend Colin, and we were on the air. We used to do just goofy, weird stuff that would you never get away with. Um, not that it was pushing the envelope. It was just long and strange, middle-of-the-night like weird our big thing was movie uh, parodies and it got stolen Tropic Thunder did it but we used to do movie parodies that shouldn't happen oh. like Apollo 13 2 where they shoot the exact same crew up again and they just call it Apollo 13 track and it happens again oh. and so but all, the joke is always Houston we have a problem again yeah so then all the sequels were just the same exact script with the word again added over and over and for whatever reason Dudley Moore was always in it for it, that was the thing <laughs> so we do these weird like uh, very uh, odd parodies and things like that we found very funny and it had a little cult following well princess diana died right as we're going on the air so we started to just do middle of the night traffic reports oh. right well no that's not bad <laughs> everybody's <laughs> face went crazy but we would do it like uh you know they're closing alma school road because just in case and it was a pretty bad accident in london and <laughs> and so or in france and we would be like this is closing, down closing a, lot of, a lot of roads were closed here you know you're hearing a lot of traffic news tonight let's let's check our roads and we go out and we go, uh, and then we would say, uh, Princess Diana no longer with us. And we thought we were like Americans, so we're like also dead USFL. And then we started <laughs> to say things that were also gone and no longer with us that made us sad. Yeah. And people were fucking furious. And I'm like, what, when did we tap into the monarchy supporters of Phoenix? And we did. This is insensitive, you bastards. That's the princess of Wales. And I'm like, which leads me to believe one of the greatest things I'll do for you right now is uh, guide you in the direction of a comedian named Stuart Lee, who does a thing called. Uh, well, he his the, the whole, he's a very cerebral comedian, but it's funny, and he does a thing about uh, the day Princess Diana died, or the day of the well when she died in the funeral. But it's Google search, YouTube, whatever. Stuart Lee, Princess Diana, and it's the best eight minutes of comedy you'll ever watch. It's so funny. What, so was the, uh, what was the what uh, was the lawsuit about? Your first oh, so the first time I got in big trouble was uh, on Sean Connery's birthday. I did a Sean Connery impression, calling Sean Connery, and I did both voices. So Sean Connery on the phone was me. Sean Connery talking to Sean Connery was me. So it was basically me saying, uh, "Hello, boy, happy birthday, how are you?" And then Sean Connery on the phone would be like, "Who's this? What's the problem?" Uh, why are you bothering me? And it's like, I'm just calling to ask you if uh, you're yeah, enjoying your birthday. Where are you? And he goes, it's, uh, it's 2 in the morning. And so I just made up a time. And then yeah. somebody goes, he's in New Zealand, man. It's like 18 hours or whatever it was. 
And I said, uh, I just wanted to call and make sure that your wife is in her place. What do you mean? I'm like, have you hit her today? Because Sean Connery did an interview that said he liked to smack was women it, was when they the were wrong. Seventh, oh, yeah, it was a Barbara Walters interview. Yeah, he's like, sometimes you got to... Sometimes you have to hit them and make them know that they were out of line. <laughs> and that's the way it is. So I always kind of did that as the impression. I'm like, guess what, Sean? We're in our 70s now. And this was a long time ago. I said, that means we're going to start dropping crab cakes in our pants. Are you prepared? And the Sean Connery on the phone would be really mad. Well, the National Enquirer oh. called and said... Wow, how did you get a hold of him? I'm like, ah, we're just goofing around. Got the number, and I did the impression, and he was pretty. Yeah, he seemed pretty upset. I'm like, yeah, he was upset. I didn't know anybody believed it, let alone anything else. The Inquirer, back in 1998, goes to print with this thing, and then calls for a couple quotes. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're this isn't a real story. I was goofing around. It was me on both ends. I'm like, we already went to print with this. This is on the press right now, and it's three hundred thousand dollars to stop the press. So if if we have to stop. Before this thing's finished, you're paying for that. And I'm like, fuck, I am. I didn't know what I was doing. I hung up on him. I'm like, crazy fucking National Enquirer. They called my company and the management, and they said, you guys are paying for this entire thing. We're going to write a retraction, and we have to reprint the entire magazine, which is another, like, million. So they sued for, like, $2 million. They started the lawsuit. And basically all I had to do, a lawyer's like, you didn't do shit wrong. They didn't do any research. So I had to go and apologize and then write a little thing that said, you know, I led them to believe this was a true story, but it's not my fault that they didn't look into it. And did they print that or something? Yeah, they printed the retraction. I never got it, though. I never owned it. But oh, it was you got a copy scary. Of cool. I was brand new. I started... So you're thinking this is the end, right? Early like, August fuck. 1998 was my... Uh, when I started doing that show as the host. I was the producer before the host left. I took over... And then four, three weeks later, National Enquirer suing the entire station for like $2 million. And it's like, just because this new idiot. that They didn't want to be the host. They were looking, actively looking for someone who knew what they were doing. And In they the meantime, find anybody we're else? getting like, like response and like things are fun and like we're having a good time. And it wasn't anything more than just the same thing I do now. But oh my God, that was You're nervous. probably like, it's over. I've had yeah. th- three, good three weeks. 25 and I was scared shitless. I had no idea. Was, every day I went to work, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Here, Phoenix at KZON, yeah, at the zone, yeah. So it was. How long were you over there until you came? Uh, over there? That place was in constant change, constantly chasing. It's like uh, Alt AZ here, yeah. constantly trying to take the audience they have for granted and find a new audience. And they did it all the time. We'd show growth, and they're like, good, we're here now. If we just get the rest of this audience, we'll be number one. And they would abandon the audience they had and try to get a new one. It was just this constant, stupid management. So I was on the air in the morning there for a year and a half. Then they fired me, gave me seven months severance, and uh, and the six month uh, severance package part. I had a month and a half left. They called and said our research said we made a mistake, changing the format and changing everything. We want you back, but we want you to do afternoons by yourself. And I'm like, okay. So you pay me double, and I live in LA now. So you fly me back and forth to Los Angeles. Like, uh, we'll do that. And I thought they wouldn't, and they did it. So they kind of called my bluff. And I, like, I didn't want to work there. And I flew back, and it was worse than ever as far as them changing everything constantly. And I just became, uh, a year after that, KUPD called and I left. What? How long did you live in L.A. and do that? I lived in L.A. for, well, I lived there for a year and a half, but I worked there for about six months. And all I was doing was uh, voice work for a thing called Premier Radio, which is where Jim Rome and all those guys, but they have a comedy thing. And so you just, you'd write like one minute bits and they'd send it out to morning shows all over the country. So we did like prepared things that oh, they would that buy, they would buy. Oh, it was okay. a service and morning shows would buy it 
and then we do a bunch of shit. It wasn't good. None of Sounds it original. I we like. churned it out day to day. So after a yeah. while, it was just like filled of fucking paper. We don't care if it's good or bad. <laughs> They're like, this they just did needs not. To be I used up. to purposely write things that didn't make sense to see if it would to get see if anybody would edit it, and they'd go right out. And I'm like, this is craziness. <laughs> this, like, is this is insane. I did one thing sense. where it was Jay Leno singing Alice in Chains songs. No reason. And we put it on the CD, and I'm like, I was just fucking around. They're like, it's brilliant. <laughs> Write a script to it. And I'm like, what? Have the uh, DJs interact with it. And I wrote down stuff that could not have made less sense. And I, I swear to this day, no one fucking read it. And they just put it in the thing and said, uh, goes hand in hand with Jay Leno singing Alice in Chains. So there's got the first few I tried. Somewhere. The first few I tried, uh, there's no way. But there's CDs out there. If, if anybody kept them, they're like, only because it's like, what the fuck is this shit? This is insane. But it, it was. The fuck they hire him? It was bananas. Oh, they didn't care. So there were 13 items that had to be on that CD every day. Wow. Something so like that. It was, just it was like weekly, just, but it was weekly. It was up. weekly. So they just filled that thing. Wow. And then they had to fill paperwork. So. How many times have you been sued? Uh, sued or threatened to be sued? Oh, that's probably almost a. Uh, yeah, I've never been. Occurrence. It's never gone. We've, we've settled a couple of things. <laughs> Um, I think five. Old Chuck had to dig into the pocketbooks and pay some people off? Uh, not just Chuck. No, the new people, oh, too. Yeah, we've, yeah we've, paid, we've had a couple payments. Um, <laughs> There's some checks going out the door. Yeah, I mean, defamation is such a dirty word. Um, <laughs> I would say five. Mostly area. cease and desist. Okay. Which is just the lawyer's way of saying, do it again and we'll come after you. Is it like celebrities? Obviously, probably uh, can't no. get into detail, but. Just... been a couple local people, uh, businesses. Oh, yeah. People who think they're famous who aren't. Do you keep the cease and desist letter as I had a couple framed, and then I realized it's not that big a deal. (laughs) But I had a couple of really funny ones. But, yeah. And then I just changed their name when I talked about them the next time. Uh, Brady, we're at Port uh, Poplitz. How's it going? Oh, it's an amazing night. uh, A lot of things oozing. People enjoying some uh, cheesy potatoes. He's not even a real guy. That's that's a legal loophole. And it wasn't actually a legal loophole. I was told by lawyers not to do that. They cease and desist because they believe it's the same thing. Well, they're right. So there's really no argument. That was not All right, well, thank you, Johnny. Sure, man. It's better now, but it was a stressful night because... The service staff and the bar, they got their ass handed to them. <laughs> Is this going to be a weekly event? Uh, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. For you heard it here first, folks. Ian, how's uh, Pork Populous going? It's popping. Yeah. You enjoying yourself? I uh, I thought that the uh, the lady who had the thing that looked like a little animal, like an oversized baked caterpillar coming out the back of her head, was perfectly matched to the pork rind that we were giving out earlier on. You, you ain't lying. You know, um, we could have done with more sauce because when they pulled the thing out the back of her head like it was dripping, and yeah, look, yeah and I don't think the pork rind looked moist enough. Uh, so we could make things a little more moist to keep the, uh, the moist measure up for the TV. But other than that, it's a good first go. Do you think this is just good, wholesome American fun? When I was handing out uh, the, the pork, someone actually said to me, Ian, this is a really American thing for you to do. And uh, like John just said, people are uh, celebrating uh, pimples being popped and um, eating dessert that looks like it, while other countries are starving. I can't think of a better way of celebrating the American dream than that. Thanks, Ian. Here for Pimple Popper Night because Pork Populous is a wild success. Give yourselves a round of applause for Brady Morgan's Pork Populous Restaurant. Thursday night. Uh, so they're going to film this, so we just need everybody to start chanting the word cyst on the count of three. Are you ready? 
For this week, Ghouls, thank you for downloading. And remember, if you miss anything HMS-related, go to 98kupd.com or download the 98kupd app. Go to the podcast page where you can get this podcast and the podcast of everyday shows. And don't forget, Holmberg's Morning Sickness is on 98kupd. Weekdays from 545 to about 10 a.m. or so. We will talk to you next week.